0: Good morning and welcome to Simply Finance. It's Wednesday, January 31st. On today's show, 42% of finance leaders admit they don't trust their own data, while the UN's Usher highlights the financing challenge for companies still in the green transition. Plus, the Parkersburg City Council Finance Committee forwards $2.4 million in revisions. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Finance. We start off with a surprising revelation from the world of finance. In an era where data is king, a recent report by accounting solutions provider Blackline reveals that 42% of finance leaders don't fully trust the data from their own organizations. Here to delve deeper into this issue is our correspondent James. Can you shed some light
1: on why these finance leaders might be sceptical of their own data? Certainly, David. Trusting the data organisations work with is crucial for effective decision making. This is especially true for finance and accounting departments and for the entire business ecosystem when dealing with unforeseen events. The trust divide, as Blackline's co-CEO Owen Ryan puts it, is a critical issue that needs to be addressed. Interesting,
0: and does this lack of trust vary from country to country?
1: Yes, it does. The UK, France and Canada were found to be particularly sceptical of their own organization's data. 56% of British and Canadian leaders and 51% of French leaders expressed such sentiments. On the other hand, Germany and the US had higher levels of trust in their data, with 36% and 34% respectively. So there's a clear geographical divide. But has there been any change in these trust levels over time? Indeed, there has been a slight improvement. Compared to the previous year, the proportion of executives who said they completely trust the accuracy of their organization's financial data increased by 7%. This rebound in trust signals a positive trajectory, but variations in trust levels across different organisations and regions show that some are still grappling with trust issues in their financial data.
0: And how extensive was this
1: survey? The Blackline survey polled 660 c level and 679 finance and accounting professionals across seven markets, including the US, Canada, UK, France, Germany, Australia, and Singapore. It's certainly a concerning issue
0: that so many finance leaders don't trust their own data. Thanks for shedding light on this, James. In related news, Eric Usher, the head of the United Nations Environment Programme Finance Initiative, has highlighted the financing challenge for companies that are still in the process of transitioning to greener practices. He referred to this as the 50 Shades of Green problem. Here with us to discuss this further is our correspondent. So Abby, what exactly does Usher mean by 50 Shades of Green?
2: David, Usher's 50 Shades of Green refers to companies that are in the process of making their businesses more sustainable. These companies are more difficult to label as truly green investments. While there are areas that are more clearly understood to be green investments, such as renewable energy, the real challenge lies in the in-between sectors. These are companies that are working towards reducing their emissions, but in doing so, they might temporarily increase their emissions profile. So it's about the complexity
0: of defining what constitutes a green investment. How does this impact the flow of investment to these transitioning companies?
2: Exactly. Usher believes that a lot of definitional clarity is needed before capital can flow at scale to these transitioning companies. The UNEP-FI, which was the first organization to engage the finance sector on sustainability, has seen sustainability issues and investment move into the spotlight, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic. However, the challenge remains in scaling the flow of investment to companies that are in the process of becoming greener. And how has this issue been received at the World Economic Forum in Davos? At the World Economic Forum, Usher acknowledged that discussions around net-zero emissions have been less prominent than in recent years. However, he stressed that the work towards sustainability hasn't stopped. Despite a more complicated geopolitical environment, Sustainability remains a priority for investors because it focuses on the future of their businesses.
0: What about the signs of a so-called green lash? How is that affecting the transition to greener practices?
2: The green lash refers to the growing resistance in places like the US and Europe to the cost of implementing environmental policies. This has prompted some governments to water down their targets. However, despite these challenges, investment in clean energy has seen significant growth Mark Carney, the United Nations Special Envoy on Climate Action and Finance, noted that investment in clean energy grew by 50% in 2023 to $1.8 trillion, up from $1.2 trillion in 2022. The transition to greener
0: practices is indeed a complex issue with many shades of green. Thanks for that insight, Abby. In a different shade of green, let's turn our attention to the Parkersburg City Council's Finance Committee. They have forwarded a resolution to the full council, proposing the allocation of additional tax revenue to various areas, including the planned activity and recreation facility at City Park and the next phase of development at Discovery World on Market. The revisions total $2.4 million and will be discussed at the council's meeting on February 13th. Here to delve deeper into this is our correspondent, Bella. Can
3: you break down these revisions for us? Certainly, David. The largest portion of the revised revenue estimate is $1,358,647 in business and occupation tax revenue, which pushes the projected BNO total to over $9.2 million. This increase is attributed to a rise in contracting revenue and inflation. The finance director, Eric Giles, described this adjustment as an effort at right-sizing our BNO budget to match today's economy.
0: And how will these funds be allocated if approved by the full council?
3: If approved, $650,000 would go to a fund for parks and recreation capital projects, specifically for the Activity and Recreation Center in City Park. This would bring the total set aside for this estimated $13 million facility to nearly $4.7 million. The revision also includes $150,000 for additional storm sewer lining, $200,000 to bolster the unallocated balance in the sanitation fund, $150,000 for lighting along the recently completed Parkersburg-Ohio River Trail, and $150,000 to the demolition fund to address blighted properties. There's also $125,000 allocated to the engineering department for emergency demolition costs. I see
0: there's also a contribution to the second phase of development at the Discovery World on Market. Can you tell us more about that?
3: Yes. There's $75,000 allocated as a contribution to the second phase of development at the Discovery World on Market, a nonprofit children's museum. The facility, which opened in the spring of 2023, has drawn more than 50,000 visitors from 29 states and already has $289,000 committed to the effort, which involves renovation of the theater on the fourth floor of the building. Mayor Tom Joyce has expressed support for the facility, stating that if they can help them, they should. And what about the police department budget? Are there any changes there? Indeed, there's a proposed revision in the police department budget that would move $225,000 from the patrolman salary line item, money that has not or will not be spent due to vacant positions, to the overtime line. This resolution was passed on to Council as presented on a 5-0 vote.
0: That was Simply Finance reporter Bella providing us with some valuable insights. Speaking of finance, Labour has pledged to champion the UK's financial services sector, promising to cut down 10,000 pages of regulations and ruling out a windfall tax on bank profits while still planning to close a 500 pound tax loophole benefiting Britain's private equity executives. Here to discuss this further is another correspondent from Simply Finance.
4: Indeed, David. Labor has outlined its plans in a 24-page document stating that it aims to harness the strengths of the financial sector, which it claims the Conservative Party has taken for granted. The party plans to cut the industry's regulatory burden, including streamlining some excessively procedural rules in the Financial Conduct Authority's 10,000-page regulatory handbook.
0: What does this mean for the financial sector?
4: Labour's plan involves finding and scrapping overlapping rules set by the FCA, the Bank of England and the Competition and Markets Authority. They also plan to create a regulatory innovation office that could help regulators share data and monitor the watchdog's work. The aim is to have smart and sensible regulation that works for consumers and the sector.
0: And how does this fit into the larger context of the financial sector in the UK? especially post-Brexit.
4: The UK's £275 billion financial and professional services sector accounts for about 12% of the economy and is a significant tax generator. However, it faces growing threats from rival financial hubs, including New York, Paris, Frankfurt and Amsterdam, particularly post-Brexit. Labour's plans come as an attempt to support the sector and keep it competitive.
0: What about Labour's tax plans for the sector?
4: While the report is silent on labor's tax plans for the sector, Rachel Reeves, the shadow chancellor, confirmed that there are no plans for a windfall tax. However, she is not backing down on her plan to scrap a discounted tax rates for carried interest in the private equity industry.
0: What other initiatives does labor have in mind for the financial sector?
4: Labour plans to launch a campaign to encourage consumers to buy shares of British companies and encourage pension schemes to invest more in small private companies, venture capital, and infrastructure investments. They also plan to focus on a national financial inclusion strategy to support vulnerable households. This includes regulating controversial buy-now-pay-later products and ensuring face-to-face banking for branchless communities across the UK.
0: What about the environmental aspect?
4: Labor plans to partner with city firms to make the UK a global hub for green finance. They aim to ramp up the decarbonization of the country's housing stock by expanding green mortgages and partnering with city firms to create loan products that can better fund retrofitting. They also plan to force city firms and the UK's largest listed companies on the FTSE 100 to publicly declare their carbon footprint and adopt credible climate transition plans.
0: That was Simply Finance reporter Celeste. Thanks for the insights. And on that note, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Finance. We'll see
2: you back here tomorrow.